0: Recovered. This episode is sponsored by Fossil Stuff, for Tony-proof frames and other racing supplies. We are joined by the usual crew. What's up, Star? And our producer.
1: Frank, hello. That's me. <laughs>
0: Where are you,
2: Frank? I am currently trying to work out what the
0: hell is going on with my laptop, but ignore me and carry on. And we've got a special guest with us for about 40 minutes.
3: Is that my cue? That yeah, it, that was, you <laughs> we were a bit
1: slow, but yeah.
3: Hey, what's going on guys? This is Tommy, AKA, Oh my God. Yo, 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 yo.
0: You've got a little Hey USA from the voice of doom.
3: What's going on? Yo, what's going on? Where's everybody at anyways? I don't even know.
0: Right. We're from, we are from the UK. So, I'm from Brighton, Tony's from a little place called Crawley, which is next to Gatwick Airport, and Frank, he lives in some sort of
3: cave. <laughs> <laughs> in a Fantastic. I don't know I where anything is, but it all sounds like places that I want to check out. Yeah.
1: Not, not as much as we not want really. to check out California. Yeah. I think California sounds way better than Brighton or Crawley.
0: Brighton's awesome, man.
1: I'd much rather live in bloody um, <laughs>
0: California, yeah. I know, man. What's it, what's it like? Weather? All good?
3: Oh, it's... Yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty much sunny, 72 degrees almost pretty much every day, except for this year. Like, we... This year, we have something called El Nino, which is, like, like an anomaly. Like, it happens, like, every 10 years where half of the summer is just, like, this weird... Like overcast, hazy, not so much sunny, but the other 90 years are pretty good.
0: Nice. Oh my god, man. Is it flying weather every day?
3: It is pretty much flying weather every day. Wow.
0: Um, so we don't know much about you, man. You're pretty low key, man. Like, you know, you keep you keep on the down low, we see you here and there. You're not always on rotor riot. But we were first exposed to you really properly from the first write episode where you basically proved yourself and got, you know, balls to the wall and flew that dam.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and a lot of that is just because I, I mean, I've, I've got a nine to five job, you know, that I've got to take care of. I got a mortgage and and a family and all of that. And so flying as much as I love to do it really, really is not a very frequent thing that I'm able to do. So um, that also obviously translates over into rotor right. So obviously you can see I'm not not on there as much as I'd like to be. But a lot of that is just because, again, I I really don't get much time to fly or or build or or to do anything with it. So hopefully that's going to change soon, though
0: good Uh, I hear you do is it music you do for a profession
3: uh no that that was my other passion before I discovered FPV I I used to DJ and DJing at least back in the day was very much a bedroom thing for me which then turned into like we started doing me and my friends started doing internet radio which was a ton of fun which is why it, I, it, I get excited when I hear you guys getting set up and like you're checking your mic level because I can totally, totally relate to all of that. Um, and then that translated into, we got a little bit bigger and we started doing all of the local clubs and stuff out here in Los Angeles. So that that got really fun too. So that's that's that was my life before FPV. And I, I mean, I still DJ and, and play with music and, and do remixes here and there, but it's it's nowhere near what it used to be for me oh man
0: yeah what what else you know before you got into this and uh i'm just putting a little cat the little per, uh prussian cat dj thing for you in the uh in the facebook <laughs> by the way um i should really send the gift to uh oh, it doesn't yes you should I, it doesn't send man I'll sort it, out it afterwards. yeah no worries uh yeah, what the hell was I saying? I totally lost. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think you were gonna ask me what else I did. Yeah,
0: because like, there's always more strings to your bow. But mainly, what else did you do, and how the hell did you discover the hobby?
2: Yeah, how did you get from internet radio music
3: into racing Riot? Into <laughs> well, so I, I guess that I guess I could answer that by just kind of explaining how I discovered you know FPV and multi and and. It has very much to do with music, right? So I'm very much into music. I attend a ton of music festivals, and one of the bigger ones is Coachella. I don't know if you guys have heard of that out there on your side of the world. But it's certainly one of the biggest ones over here on my side of the hemisphere. And one of the years that I was there, I forgot what stage I was at, but I just remember looking up and it was dark, but I just saw these bright lights that was just kind of sitting still. And I mean, I had had a few drinks, so I was just like sitting there going, OK, well, I know it's not like aliens, <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a few to drink, so it, it could possibly be that. But I mean, what <laughs> what I later found out it was it was uh, it was a drone, probably a phantom. You know, I didn't know what it was at the time, uh, but I, I Googled it afterwards and then I discovered, oh, cool, you can build these things that can fly and you can take pictures and video and so that's what I originally got into it for was I wanted to take pictures and stuff you know and then I saw like the team black sheep stuff and I was like cool I wanna go five thousand miles away and take video of things and hopefully it comes back in one piece. (laughs) And then it it wasn't until like I really started putting something together that I realized this this really isn't as easy as it sounds and and flying long range isn't very, very easy at all. And I mean, that turned into building like a line of sight tricopter to eventually trying to put together my own like FPV rig, which back then was uh do you guys remember like when like 400 size quads were like the thing
0: yeah totally man Obviously, slide <laughs> <test>. <laughs> that was jack, I, jack no, I, I had an helicopter man don't don't give me that
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i built an ads 400 which was uh i don't even remember the name of the guy that was that was pushing it but i i built one of those and you know, that's when I really started, like, okay, like I, like just hovering around and flying is cool, but I want to, I want to make this thing do like cooler things. But the thing was, is it's so big and intimidating, and if you crash one of those, your life was basically over for like a month until you could save up money to buy yeah. some new stuff, right? And then, um, and then the blackout Mini H came along. And then I I bought one of those. I started posting videos. That was a a lot more, you know, I I was more confident about doing things with it because if you crashed it, it wasn't gonna cost you as much. And then it, it just kind of spiraled from there. Like after that, I started getting more views. I started getting a little bit more artsy with the videos I posted and then and then Immersion came along, and then it just, from there, it really just started to blow up.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to ask, man. How comes you fly a Vortex Pro? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just surprised. What do you mean? Well, you could be running the <laughs> KISS, you could be running the KISS ESCs, there's BR Heli S coming out, you know, and, and like, I thought, you know, you can't customise... I a, um, a Vortex, but you've made your Vortex Pro your own. You've got your limited edition one, but Oh yeah. What oh, yeah. what made well, you stick with that?
3: Well, so I, I guess it's because there's a little bit of history there. Like I before the Vortex two fifty pro was the Vortex two eighty five. And before the Vortex two eighty five, it was it was actually a frame that some guy by the name of Z Flyboy on, uh, and I can't remember the forum now, but he created it and then Immersion picked it up and I was testing it for him at the time. And so Immersion naturally was like, well, if you got a test pilot already and they saw my videos, they're like, well, we want to, you know, we want to bring him on board. And so I was just kind of with the Vortex all the way before it was even called the Vortex from Immersion. So for me, it was kind of like, even though I didn't really design it, but I had a lot to do with the input, the feedback, and ultimately what it became, I didn't I didn't want to leave that. And Immersion is, is an awesome company who makes quality products. And yeah, you can't really customize it, but at the end of the day, what you really change out of them is like the motors. And when I first tested their ESC, they're like 12 amps, right? Because this is back when 3S was the big thing. I mean, I threw like uh, the HQ bullnose props on there with Cobra 2300 KV motors on 4S and I was just ragging this thing and I could not get the ESCs to blow and I was trying to because Immersion was going to give me however many I needed so I didn't care if I blew them up but I just could not get them to blow and so I decided like well you know what let's keep making this thing better and that's when the 250 Pro came out and then it was at that time when Anthony of Immersion told me like you know we're trying to make this something that's easily accessible to everybody, right? Because one of the biggest barriers to the hobby is being able to build one of these things. Mm. And so the, they really over designed it and made it a tank. And uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that, that most people that are hardcore in the hobby don't like about it is because it's so, you know, it's heavy, but it's also indestructible. And so because I kept with it, I'm like, well, if this is mine, I'm going to make it mine. I, I told them to cut me out some plates that are lighter weight because I don't really mind it being thinner and all that. And then I put my own motors on there and that's when that's how you have my signature edition now.
0: Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, how is yours different? And that's you already answered that. Man, he's answering <laughs> questions without even being yeah, asked. No, no, he's brilliant. What's my next question?
1: Oh, my question is, <laughs> how did you get your nickname?
3: My nickname that actually came from. It's His actually
0: my DJ name.
3: Serious ah, rapping career, man. <laughs> yeah. It, like, <laughs> throw down some yeah, lines, so, and people are like, "Oh my god!"
1: Oh my god! Is that what they shout?
3: Yeah. Well, it it's well. it's a hip it's a hip hop thing. So, if you listen to like some uh, some De La Soul and Souls of Misha, far side like that kind of era yeah there's a song where where they're sitting there going phone's ringing oh my god and so back then right djing was very much hip-hop not like the shit that you see today where guys are just fucking pushing buttons and shit like (laughs) sorry but i don't i don't call that djing (laughs) this is back this is back on like vinyl you know and and so you'd you physically spin the record back to to do loops and so one of the loops that i would always do in some of my routines was with that cut where it goes phones ringing oh Oh my god God. and so that's where all that came from um
0: before i forget there's um basically when we first started we had we were on this channel called the thursday night show and if you ever get a day off our old leader our fearless leader voice of doom he's in the chat he's asking you where you DJ on the Thursday night show, so you get a half hour or an hour slot and just play some tracks. If you're interested,
3: on oh, internet dude. radio, I would love that. Just because, ever since this whole FPV thing has taken off, I've I've admittedly kind of turned my back from DJing, and so now I kind of look for any excuse to to practice and or or do gigs. So yeah, I'm I'm I'd be totally down to do that.
0: Okay, man. We will definitely put you in touch. We'll sort you that out for yeah, you. Yeah, it's all done. You're booked in for the Thursday night <laughs> show whenever Smiley
3: <laughs> So Awesome.
0: Lay it down, man. Tear it up or whatever you hip-hop kids say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'm going to have to ask you, what kind of music do you guys listen to?
1: Uh, I'll do a bit of hip-hop stuff, R&B. Um. Jack, Jack doesn't.
0: Uh, at the ra- uh, where I where I work, Radio C, they play like oh Westlife and that stuff. That place, <laughs> literally. honestly, you go
1: in there and it's oh my god. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> it is that.
0: Um, yeah, I I really want to kill myself. Sometimes I want to just jam my soldering <laughs> iron in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Jack listens to the, to motors buzzing. Yeah, that's what I listen to.
1: Uh, All be white me <laughs> whining in your ear yeah. can you fix this can you fix that
0: um metal <laughs> hardcore metal um okay okay uh oh mitch thank you buddy yeah people recognize me for my voice i'm pretty used to it they're like oh it's that dickhead <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it
0: gets weird um yeah what i don't know frank what do you listen to Whatever you've put on, to be honest, is usually what what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to be a little emo yeah. kid, man.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. No, what I've found is, like, I mean, like, hip-hop is what I grew up to, and and it's kind of where I started my DJing career. I, it's not the only thing I listen to, but, like, ever since I got into this whole FPV thing, like, I one of the, my favorite things to do is just fly with, with headphones on. And so now, like, the type of music that I listen to is just either – Something that just amps me up and just makes me want to do crazy stuff, or just something like really soothing, so that I could do some of that more smooth, flowy, just kind of cruising style flying. Mm.
0: Is it? Don't you just hang out with um Schizo for that?
3: <laughs> I could, I just play his YouTube video on repeat and I put that in my ear, and that's when I go fly. Yeah,
2: I think that is, that is what Jack has on most of the time is uh, yeah, loads of people's videos just playing in the car just for
0: the music <laughs> yeah that's it really music to fly to yeah totally
3: it, it's funny because uh the last competition i was at which was out here in uh in arizona a bunch of us guys during the freestyle session we were like hey we should all throw on skitzos walking on a dream and we should all freestyle to it back to back to back to back and out of like the 20 people like 16 of us did it and it was it was the funniest thing in the world it's that's cool
0: Oh man, he'll be touched by that. I will definitely send him this after. <laughs> uh yo man. Um what was it? I've gonna... just put up um an image on the canvas
2: of from your Facebook feed that I looks like an amazing workshop. I wonder if it's your workshop. I will get the link for you so you can actually see it if you haven't got onto uh canvas yet. But um it's like a load of uh, peg wall stuff. Everything is covered in quads and quad stuff. Things hanging uh, off the yes. wall.
3: What's that, that blue one? That would be that would be my workbench. Yes.
1: What's the blue one up in the the big blue one?
3: Yeah, that looks like a stingray.
1: that yeah, looks <laughs> awesome.
3: It, that it's funny because the the name of that frame is actually the manta ray, and wow. uh, oh, that was cool. my first FPV frame. It was actually my first quad frame, and it didn't go so well. I I crashed it on the Maiden, and I broke the arm, and then I decided that wood was just not the way to go. (laughs) But but it looked cool, and and the guy who made it was, I mean, a really nice guy, and he, he took a long a long time prepping it to to dye it that blue. I mean, that the color that you see doesn't do it justice. If you look at it really closely, you can really see how deep the staining is. Mm. Uh, but I couldn't just throw it away, so I just glued it back together and hung it up on my wall.
2: Aw. Did you ever find out what went wrong with it? Like,
3: uh, why did it crash? Oh, I just sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done,
3: Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's so- just magic so you so, know quite often when
2: we're starting out we don't really know what to expect so if it's doing something wrong then we don't have the experience to realize that that's what the problem is or sure. otherwise maybe you're just starting an acro straight off in which case i can totally understand that as a beginner fly you might
3: have wiped it out i don't know <laughs> no in in that case like i i mean i had just bought the fat shark uh, what was it? It was like a Fat Shark starter kit, right? So it had the I camera, guess. the goggles, and, and basically everything you need to just start FPV. And I literally just double-sided sticky tape the camera to the nose of that frame and, and called it good. Uh, but I didn't know anything about CMOS cams and how, how much vibration these things generated. And so I, I stuck it on there, and I flew it, and I was like, oh, man, this thing is just how do you fly like this? But I was so determined to just fly that I just kept trying to fly with it, you know, with the rolling video and everything until eventually, like, I just really couldn't tell where I was at and what I was doing, and I ended up uh, saying hi to a tree. Oh, <laughs> no. And they weren't friends, so uh, it took me down, broke an arm, and and then that was that was my very first FPV experience.
1: Was were, How did you learn to fly? Did you learn to fly what was your first quad was you like for me that that was it was it was
3: that yeah yeah that was was my first FPV quad before that I had built a line of sight just regular quad I don't even remember what it was called because back then I was buying these things based on how they look not so much based on you know whether or not they were actually durable or if it made sense how components are laid out or anything like that yeah Um, and then it, it wasn't really until I built a, a tricopter from simplecopter.com. I don't know if you guys follow any tricopter stuff, but wasn't it wasn't it until... Was it a printed
0: one? Yeah,
2: I'm sure you must
3: have listened proper. to
2: a lot to know exactly which things to bring up for Jack. I mean, so far, it <laughs> have been just on point every single time. Yeah.
3: Well, the... I'm glad that I'm making this easier for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I, that's what I... I built and that was the first thing where I really took the time to just like I'm not gonna just buy anything and everything and I spent like weeks just researching everything and, and that tricopter was the first thing that I put together that actually held up fine. And that's where I learned everything from. So when I first started, FPVing, I didn't even go angle. I just went straight into rate mode because I knew that at some point I want to do tricks and stuff. And that flying in angle mode or any of those stability modes would just ultimately become a hindrance.
1: Well, that was so the question. I was just about to ask. He,
3: he yeah, he's weird. You've he,
1: he already done it. Nice. You're like mind reading or something.
3: <laughs> I, I felt it. I thought that question coming. So I was like, all right. Because <laughs> we're
1: all like angle, horizon, and you know, and then we went right. Let's do this. Sit in a field. Get some batteries out and go right.
0: Yeah. Alex yeah. did that from flight tests, but only because he admitted that he was too dumb to set up the horizon stuff because you used to have to do that. Really? Uh, yeah, you to, used to be able, have to put it on a switch yeah. on the original KK-1. Um, and, yeah, he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out, so I just flew it on rate mode. <laughs> Fair <laughs> That's enough. It.
1: That's how we there you learned go. to fly. So did you crash a lot starting on rate? Yeah, gonna. Surely. oh
3: yeah oh yeah I mean like what helped was you know flying line of sight you start to kind of understand you know basic throttle control and and I think that's really important and something that you could learn when you're in Horizon but like once you figure out how to keep the thing in the air my suggestion is always to just flip it into rate and just go to town
1: wow that's scary wow. Um, we got a question coming from Mitch Games did you start
3: with goals or a screen i started with goggles straight on goggles just straight into the goggles i i mean i i once i tried it i was like this is or once i saw like how other people were doing it i i knew that i didn't want to carry on a a screen and and a ground station and all of that stuff i just wanted to go somewhere go to a park throw my goggles on fly and then get out of there v2 v1s they, Every... I'm. Pre- I mean, this was a long time ago. So I'm pretty sure they're like the V ones. It was yeah. like whatever, like the smallest FOV was. It was probably like 25 degrees, <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh,
0: yeah. I, um, one question I want to know is, um, have you got any backstories for flying the dam? And then the second part is of that was I've seen a few live streams and you finding secret spots in San Francisco and um flying them like the old abandoned um hotel. hotel and stuff like that i just want to know you know what you've been up to recently
3: sure um well so you know the whole and i'll just call it drones because that's like what the general media is calling it now but like since all of that has picked up you know i i've been focusing a lot on on figuring out how to transition into doing rotor riot full time so that's that's something that's going to be happening very soon and and a big factor of that was just recently getting picked up by mountain dew and so once I saw that Mountain Dew, a big brand, a big brand name, you know, kind of hopping on board, basically validates the sport. And to me, what's happening now is like these other big brands are starting to look at that and going, "Well, shoot, if Mountain Dew's doing it, I think we should start considering it." And and so as a result, like Intel st- uh, is talking to us, GoPro is talking to us. And when I say us, I'm talking about Rotor Riot. Yeah. And yeah. so basically. You know, what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of these indicators now that is making it for me at least more comfortable making that jump from what I do now, which is, you know, what I went to school for and, and I've been at my my job for like ten years and I make pretty decent money to just, you know, taking a pay cut and doing something like road riot. And so a part of that is going out to a bunch of different places like the Abandoned Hotel and finding cool spots to fly at, finding cool people to, to meet, and basically just trying to promote the hobby. So that's, that's basically been my focus lately, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to start doing Rotor Riot full time because, I mean, it's not very often that you could find something that you love to do and make a career out of it. So I figure, why not chase your dreams and just jump in with two feet?
0: Why not? Absolutely. Um, are you doing any events?
3: And what do you mean by events? I think racing, is racing it? Oh, freestyle, freestyle, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for the, for the same reasons that I've explained before, like I, being able to go to these things, is, it used to be kind of hard, but now if, uh, if everything lines up for a road to right, that's gonna free up some time and, and then I'll definitely be doing as many as I can. Um, but the ones that I'm gonna be doing for sure is uh, the Drone Nationals coming out here in August. Um, I'm qualified for the, uh, or already invited for the freestyle event there, uh, as well as drone worlds. So those are the two definite things that I'll be going to this year.
0: Um, yeah. Any tech you're looking forward to?
3: You know, like in the last year, actually in the last two years, I mean, like what these things can do and what they you know what they can do back then and what they can do now is just nothing short of amazing and a lot of that comes from flight controller and ESC technology mm. but what what i'm noticing now is that everyone's on this quest for like more power right more thrust and and people are trying to do it by going high kv and and in my opinion it's just not the way to do it because now you're you're just going into a territory where the inefficiency just isn't worth it at all so what that tells me is that the next big leap in technology in my in my opinion is going to be battery technology Now, how soon that happens, I have I have no idea. Uh, But with the onset of Joan racing, you know, and and like just this recent event with uh, the World Joan Prix at Dubai, Mm. you know, I'm I'm hoping that some of the bigger companies out there with the deep pockets you know start realizing that that putting some money in R&D into battery technology is going to be the way to go and it's not even just for for the mini quads and drones right it'll be for just everything in general it's just I mean Tesla is making huge strides in that department with uh with electric cars so yeah. I don't see why anybody giga, else wouldn't follow.
2: What's that? With the Gigafactory that Tesla are doing where they're going to just put in loads of money like five billion dollars or something and just make as many batteries as they can and hopefully that will like bring down costs so then maybe higher up technologies will also come down to
3: us you know hopefully be nice oh no absolutely i mean you know for tesla they've they've got a huge stake for doing that because they got a lot of cars that they need to sell uh, oh, yeah. But what I'm what I'm hoping though that comes out of that is once they kind of hit that equilibrium of all right cool I'm I'm making enough batteries to support the amount of cars that I'm making, now let's figure out how to make how to make this battery technology better. Because what they'll soon realize is, it, the same thing that we're realizing, is that you can only squeeze so much energy into a lithium polymer battery before the next thing you got to do to make more power is to, is to increase the size. But you increase the size, you increase the weight. And for us, anything that flies, weight is your enemy. So I'm hoping somebody figures it out.
0: I've got a few more
2: questions.
3: We- I want to know
2: where these license plates came from.
3: so there was uh so there was somebody made a post uh on the local facebook group um oh my goodness and i cannot remember her name uh but she she i don't even know what the name of the device or the technology is all i know is it's like it's this plastic thing that you could print on and then you can shrink it and Uh, and yeah so they made a post, and I was all like, "Dude, I want one of those!" And and then like a week later, it showed up in the post, and I had to take a picture of it.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! Can we all get one of them, please? Yeah, put get us put us in touch, please, Tommy.
3: Yes, I will. Uh, yes, I need to find. I can't remember her name. I feel really guilty now, but I will. I will do that.
0: Okay, we'll put it in the show notes if you want. Um, who's your favorite flyer?
3: Oh man, right now.
0: Yeah, everyone's loving yeah. skits at the moment.
3: I know it's. Uh, I go through so. I go through so many.
0: All right, who's your least favorite of your <laughs> or Chad lately? My least favorite. <laughs> yeah, Chad being a dick to you and that <laughs> touching your <laughs> antenna while she's trying to fly
3: my least favorite would probably and i know this is gonna sound funny but actually the vortex 285 which is like the the thing that kind of got me you know kind of helped me rise to fame but as the vortex 285 i had a really big love and hate relationship with that thing
0: also can i ask you know like when you plug in a high voltage into the um into the vortex it plays the aussie um, Train song. I can't remember. What yeah. Now. Does your one play hip hop when you put a HV in yours? <laughs> no,
3: no, I know. Uh, I actually, why I should have now, now that you, uh, now that you mention it. But yeah. no, I, I actually asked them to get rid of that because I know that HV is going to be a prominent thing. So it doesn't do that anymore on the on the newer ones. Oh, no way. But man, yes. I, I wish it did play some hip hop now. <laughs> what didn't you like about the 285 then? So the one the thing that I thought I was gonna like about it was the thing that I didn't and that was the folding arms so I yeah. I liked the folding arms because I thought, oh cool, let's make it more portable and I can I you know, I could take it everywhere with me. But what then I soon quickly discovered was okay, cool, I crashed, the arms fold in and then the props hit the battery or the props breaks the antenna or something. And then eventually when you crashed, you know, enough, the, the arms separate. would just have so much play that the tune 'Cause I always like to tune very aggressively, like for real on like on the very edge. And so when you crash enough on it, then your tune would start to go out of whack and then it was just, you know, a nightmare after that.
0: That's crazy. Um you know starting out in FPV or, you know, in your, your little thing, is there anything you wish you did differently?
3: Uh yeah. I wish that I would have just bought gear that was durable because there's nothing more frustrating. I mean, especially for me, right? Cause like I'll go for a week and I'll work and then I'll get that one day where like, okay, cool, I could go out and fly now and I'll go charge my batteries. Then I will go out to fly, I'll crash. And because you know, I'll break an arm or something like that. And I'm only like a battery or two batteries in and then I'm done for the week.
1: <laughs> oh, that sucks.
3: I hate you yeah,
2: guys. So what stuff have you found that hasn't been durable but you've then replaced with more durable stuff so people don't have to make the same mistakes.
3: Well, you know, to be honest with you, I I don't think that's as big of a problem as it is now as it was back then. Um, Because, I mean, you gotta realize when I first got into this, the Blackout Mini H-Quad had two millimeter arms. And then we just started getting into like 3S power, so the motor started getting bigger and heavier. Uh, And so arms would break because people, you know, didn't know what the right size arms we needed, you know, for the power chain that we were running. But I would guess that probably 95 percent of the of the frames that you see out there now won't have this problem, Um, maybe with the exception of some of the, the. cloned stuff from china but i don't have any experience with any of that stuff right because the zmr was is a good example i mean that that came out and as was a replica but it was actually pretty good and there was a lot of aftermarket support for it but i don't think a lot of uh, newcomers are going to have that problem if they mm-hmm. just spend a little bit of time googling online about what's you know popular and what works and what plays nice with each other i i don't think they'll run into that problem anymore
1: uh, I think you're right there. Have you seen the uh, new Dragonfly props? And do you think it's all hype? Have you
3: seen? <laughs> and you're talking about the ones that are not, that are kind of staggered right behind each other? Yeah, they look, yeah. They look like a dragonfly. Up- yeah, rings, don't yeah. They? No, that's definitely, that's definitely all hype. Um, I mean, HQ is one of my sponsors. I love them, they make great props and uh, when we saw a uh, quad mover or, or Warthogs, uh, if, depending on which channel you watch him on, I mean, he, it was just kind of started off as a joke where he just wanted to recycle the six bladed props, which is also just more of like a, Hey, look, we can make these type of thing. Mm. And, uh, it, it ended up flying well and, and steel saw that and he tried them and it ended up flying well. And so it, there was this joke within the the HQ team pilots where we're like, Hey man, we should just make them just. Just for fun and we you know we were just joking but hq was like okay we'll make them (laughs) and ended up making them but what's funny is like you you see all these other prop manufacturers copy straight away which is funny because it kind of just shows you you know like all right who's who's really leading the pack here right now yeah
1: yeah just make a round disc (laughs) <laughs> just a round right? disc Seriously? and just go, right, this is the, the next the, thing.
0: Or the Leonardo da Vinci corkscrew yeah, one, yeah. you know, like, where it does... This is like, it. This helical, is a, yeah. Take
1: some photos and uh, that's just... the way forward. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah, props yeah. in the
0: shape of dicks or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd buy them all, wouldn't you, Jack? Yeah, that's it, man. Um, do you ever feel the urge to s- shave steel? That's a question <laughs> that got sent in to what steel? shave him, shave him. him.
3: <laughs> oh man uh, no and and the reason why is because i can't grow facial hair if my life depended on it <laughs> so i look at him i just i'm just like man you can grow like in two minutes what i can in like two years
0: why don't you shave him and then stick it on your
3: face? <laughs> right. We'll just CA glue it onto my that's face. It.
0: Yeah, that's it, man. Job done. he would be like, look, you can, you can grow it back. Um, <laughs> I've got one. Uh, this is my question. Any luck in getting uh, the guys into, into the 180s?
3: um yeah well so something about that that kind of bothers me is that like everybody just makes this assumption that 180s are is four inches right but there's plenty of frames out there now especially the X frames that are like 180 185 and and they swing five inch props um, so for me personally because a lot of the things that I do like I like to throw a GoPro on because I like to share like for me like five inch props just makes more sense but what I will say though is that in the racing scene like a lot of the fast guys are actually running four inch props um and back when you're probably referring back to when we made that Rotorite video on the 180's
1: yeah Yep.
3: yeah so I mean so back then for me the point of going with a a quote unquote 180 was to keep it extremely lightweight and so that way you could run really light motors uh, on small 4-inch props with a small like 850 size battery and just have fun because that, I could crash that thing and sometimes I wouldn't even break a prop. Um, but a lot of other people want, you know, want the other way with it, which is just building it with, you know, humongous 2204 motors that are really sized for 5-inch props. But what's going on at that point is you're getting all of the weight of a 5-inch setup, but without the 5-inch power and so it really just didn't make sense because um, all i since, oh sorry oh no go ahead uh, all i heard after that video and
0: like read in the comments was like you guys built it wrong and all that and even you kind of felt that way a little bit
3: no i well i, I think a lot of people just missed the point of a 180 so to, to me there's there's two ways you could go about it you either build a 180 because you like the way a four inch prop you know, flies, or or you just like the size, but I I think, you know, going with the reasoning of the size is a joke, because you're really only shaving like half an inch all around, or you build it because you want something that's light and durable, and that's what I bought it for, or that's what I like it for, because then you don't have to buy a 1300 or 1500 size battery, you can get away with these cheap, you know, nanotech $12, 850 size batteries, and then you buy these props that are equally as cheap, and you can go out and have fun. Mm. I mean today that's probably different because now you've got all kinds of different motor sizes and now you could build a 4 inch quad to be as competitive as a 5 inch quad but you know that's just say, how fast this tech moves
1: I must say I'm running a 4 inch 180 on mm-hmm. uh, 2205 Emax 26,000 kvs, and it can fly with a GoPro on and I'm pretty competitive against
0: aliens and for other five inch clubs quads, quads on pretty fast i'd just like to remind you
3: tony that the aliens are coming for you <laughs> <laughs> na, 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 na. no absolutely like and so you're like a perfect example of that i mean but when, when we shot that video that was like uh yeah, all, all tony's Maybe good I'll...
0: for is a perfect example of smashing gopros and breaking stuff shut up don't end. I'm going oh, too
3: fast. You just. I hope you guys have the warranty out there. No, we don't. We no, don't get same. that.
1: No, we, get a Dan nope. we get a Dan Upton warranty.
3: Yeah. Oh, so check this out. So out here, if uh yeah, You we can know. pay extra for the warranty, and you can literally do whatever you want to it, and you can get it replaced. No questions asked. Oh
0: man, we need we, someone out here. Yeah, don't we? we need. We need to. Have you got any contacts for like a GoPro? <laughs> or
3: just make friends with somebody out here. Uh, <laughs> and have him ship it over here. It's not going to work. Shipping will be a nightmare.
1: Oh, yeah, and then we get tax and
0: all that.
3: It's a nightmare. (laughs) Do
0: you reckon you'll ever come to the UK? Do you want to hang out with us? Come fly?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to um, with roto Ride right, is doing some type of like tour yeah. where we go to places where FPV is prominent and or we just go and check out cool places. So that's definitely on the bucket list.
0: I'm, I'm buttering up uh, Chad. So let him know you had a good time and you spoke <laughs> to us because <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, why didn't you just it's just, you know, you're in Germany. Just come over. We're here. Yeah, man, it's, it's all not started.
1: far. It's, it's not, we've yeah. got places to fly. We we got cameras. We it'd be brilliant. Yeah,
0: come over, guys. You're just oh, in that Germany. Sounds
3: awesome. I, well, so let me ask you guys: how, how is like FPV out there? Because out out where I live specifically, it's like, man, like everybody hates you. Everybody <laughs> thinks that you're spying on them. Yeah. Everybody thinks that you're gonna chop their head off and it's, it's like a crime to FPV out here. What's it like out there? We're,
1: We're
2: very lucky different. because we've had legislation in place way before it really took off. So there's already been kind of the, the groundwork on the legal side of things, which I think has made like the whole you know media thing not so much of a big thing as it has been in America. And yeah, I mean, it used to be that when we were in the fields, people would come up to us and be like, what's that? What are you doing? But I don't know about everyone else, but that hasn't happened for a long time. People just walk past now.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. And also we've got um, something called Hidden Valley, which is uh, where you become a member. You can book out the frequency. You show up and you can fly all day. You're fully insured. Um, We host massive venues there and events. And you can just show up, and it's in the middle of nowhere. We've got some old abandoned barns, loads of trees, big open fields. You can be pretty. You can do what you, you want, to really. Yeah. get yeah. <laughs> up. Yeah.
3: Ah, oh, I'm jealous.
0: I, Come so on. I would love welcome. to see what Tommy would make of the uh, the abandoned buildings in the middle. He would. He probably have a kitten. You probably would give birth (laughs) to some sort of kitten. Because, like, you can hear you're, like, you're struggling to find, like, abandoned places. So built up as well.
3: The the abandoned places are, like, my favourite. They're, they're like, the worst on your gear, but they're, like, my favourite place to fly.
1: Yeah. Wow. They are the worst on the gear.
0: Hey, Johnny. Meep, meep. Um... I've got. I've been thinking of some other questions. This is. This is a bit of a throwback. I apologise, but you know, on your blackout, were you running the T motors with the two two mil or three mil shaft? Mhm. Yeah, you were. Oh mm-hmm. man. Oh, oh yeah. You poor. Not even I- the Navigator series
3: yeah the old man it used to be my blackout was like on two millimeter hardware two millimeter arms with the old 1306 tiny motors spinning gem fan 5030s on 2s that was the start of my mini quad career 2s 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 where you do a you do a roll and it takes you about 10 seconds to recover
0: no way. And then <laughs> your, ba- your lipo alarm's
3: going off every five seconds. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh,
1: my word. We need 5S. So people are starting to talk about 5S now. I don't. I want some 5S.
0: Fire and death, that's all it's going to lead to. No, me want 5S. No, Tony, we've we've discussed this. <laughs> 5S won't fit on a 180, you know that.
1: Yeah, well, I've got, well, got the new fossil stuff. Too sorry sorry about
0: this, Tommy. Um, <laughs> no worries. Best things about being on Rota Riot
3: well I, I mean I get to hang out with with those guys and basically do what I love to do and and then on top of that we we get to go places and do that so it's not like just uh, calling up your friends and saying hey let's go to the park it's hey let's call it the friends and let's go somewhere epic and then have a good old time so it, there's it, there's nothing more that I look forward to than like the next Rotorite episode or the next Rotorite shoot
2: Wow. We do wish you all the best. We hope that yeah everything goes well with all the uh, Mountain Dew stuff, and you all get to spend lots of time doing Rachel Riot so that we can spend lots of time watching it.
0: Yeah. Well, much appreciated. Um. GoPro settings.
3: Hmm. But what are they? What do you recommend? <laughs> what are you recommend? Really simple. So. I go with, uh, and this is actually a setting that that Steele shared with me uh, back that, uh, and he got these from from the GoPro guys themselves. But uh, really simple. So turn ProTunes on, mm. right? Set everything to auto, but set your ISO to 400.
0: See, that Sharp. sounds like set all pids to four. Yeah.
1: I think. <laughs>
3: chads, chads, yeah. yeah. rough. You, yeah. Look at our whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Trust me on this one i trust you on this one this one's legit so you set everything to auto set proteins on right set your iso to 400 your sharpness to medium and your golden turn your your low light off also and and everything else should be pretty good because as long as you're you know you've you got some decent sun going it, it should look great
1: what speed oh yeah our settings are going to be terrible
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: if, if it's always cloudy or raining and windy here so we're gonna have to
3: Oh well, then that all goes out the table. Yeah, then I don't know what to it. do when it's cloudy. We we can't do a California <laughs>
0: setup over here, yeah. mate. No <laughs> chance for that. You you're going to be like wind. What the hell is this? You, you, we're
1: going to beat you, lot. If yeah. you lot ever come over to England and it's raining and windy and the, the conditions that we have to fly in, you're going to be like, I can't fly in this. You'll be like, Oh my god. Yeah. And we'll be like, We can. Where we will win. We will yeah. beat you because we we fly in rain, wind, hurricanes. And he's out there
0: in a t-shirt, mate, in the it, winter. And it's, it's freezing. No, he loves it. <laughs> you think he's from up north? Um, oh god, man. yeah, England, man. It's a whole new thing, and the way we talk to each other. You guys would think we're savages. <laughs> They're just
3: like, honestly. No, I I love it actually. I you guys, your guys' humor is the best. Yeah. Really? Oh <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just for me because the accent, like, uh, at, like funny. a factor of like ten. But that's just me. So I don't, I don't know. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sound funny. They talk funny. <laughs> We've got
3: six
1: fingers and all. That's how we can fly a bit better. (laughs)
0: That's it, it? And our toes are webbed.
3: (laughs) My brother's my sister. I I hate to break up this part. You guys sound like fun. I want to just keep going, but I just realised that I'm four minutes late to my... Oh, no.
0: Maybe that music career is something to fall back on. All
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Hope you don't well, get fired. A riot, here I come, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well,
2: good luck. And hopefully you'll come over here and we'll probably end up having the weather we had, uh, international drone day and you'll beat us anyway. So yeah, yeah. come
3: over. Please do. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm okay sure I'll go. over. There. You guys will show me something. So yeah. no, shoot, shoot me a link to, to all of the stuff. I'd love to, um, share it and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll, and hopefully I'll see you guys soon.
0: Yeah, we'll send you some videos to check out what it's like over here. And it's a good scene, and we just want to kind of see you guys and see what you can do. And
1: Anyway, we thank you for coming on the podcast.
3: All right, guys. Well, I definitely appreciate it.
0: Yep, have a good day, and try not to get too fired. <laughs> but it's okay, I get fired all the time. I'm going to blame it on you guys. Yeah, yeah man, do
1: that. Enjoy uh, the sun.
0: <laughs> Remember, it's info at let's drone out <laughs> <Talk>.
1: <laughs> you nearly forgot then
0: <laughs> yeah I can't remember our email what's our email frank I think it's show at let actually but we'll yeah. go with it see you later Tommy <laughs> thanks Have Tommy All right. Right. sounds see good guys bye 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 bye, 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 bye. Uh, so it's Ooh. just us I know that's it we got him fired well done that was
1: you keeping, I know. Him, on. keeping him chatting too much I know
0: just talking yeah. at him <laughs>
1: But yeah, so uh,
2: I do have a few little bits of news while people are thinking of things to say. Um, So we mentioned last week about Electromagnetic Field, EMF Camp, and that there were some more tickets going on sale yesterday. They've all gone, so that's going to be over 1,200 people in a field in August with electricity and Wi-Fi piped into them and hopefully there'll be a number of us flying there so anyone who wants to come and say hello to any of us from let's drone out or powering on say hello um there was also the bfpvra have had their agm so they've got a new committee so that's Tom Greer, who's in the chat, is chairman. There's Eric, who from Rotor Racing, that was the secretary. There's Brett Collis, that's treasurer. And Matt Evans, who's membership treasurer. um, uh, Membership secretary, sorry. Uh, So, yeah, that's all sorted out. So hopefully they will bring us a good uh, British championship sometime soon. So we look
0: forward to that. Apparently, Greer is saying in the chat, Queen's Cup is the 30th slash 31st of July. In Popham, Airfield.
2: And is it going to be a qualifying event? I'm assuming it is, but I'm sure Greer will correct me one way or the other. We, um, we
0: are we, having discussions on whether, yeah, yes, apparently. Yes, um, so Queen's Cup
2: is going to be a qualifying event for the British Championships. There we go, confirmed in the
0: chat. Um, the, uh, Greer, if, if you host a um, FPV freestyle event um, where we can qualify just as freestyles, I will let you come on the show. <laughs> I will. I will, For free. Mark my words, yeah. And and I can't. You can abuse me, and I might say anything back. Oh,
1: there's two slots to Hawaii available, available as well. Also,
0: and there's one Ooh. chance to compete for the Queen's Cup. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah I agree. If you don't set up a freestyle, I will and have to make you, um, approve it at Hidden yeah. Valley. So uh, you've been warned.
2: But yeah, so the Queen's Cup, I believe, uh, again, I'm going to be corrected if I'm wrong, is a cup that is handed out to something aviation-competitive, impressive stuff uh, every year, and it's a different thing every year, as far as I'm aware. So uh this year it happens to be fpv racing so this will be the one and only chance to get the queen's cup which will be an actual big silver cup as greer says well, so, so uh, it's for different yeah things. that's gonna be huh
0: it's for different things what like you can get it one year it's for like crochet croquet no and... it's got to do something yeah.
1: with flying oh, so if yeah. you make a crocheting plane yes
0: really
1: <laughs> well yeah okay <laughs>
2: but, but i think it's more he usually, usually to like cross-country gliding or something
1: he is knitting yeah. now as we speak he's crocheting a plane
2: yeah He's un-, un
1: unstitching his bedclothes <laughs> and restitching them into the shape of a plane
2: yeah so uh, on other event news, uh, Western Park has been confirmed to be a European Ro- uh, Rotor Sports Association event. So there was a bit of uh, confusion about whether it's going to be B- BFPVRA, uh, so British or European, and it's European one. so that's confirmed now. Um, so those people that are going there, that's what you're getting. The uh, rest of us that are going to Summer's Ponds, that's going to be... BFPVRA so I know I'm going I believe
1: Jack is going are you going Tony? Yeah I'm doing Summers Pond, nice relaxed atmosphere
0: Yeah. 25 milliwatts you animals. Yeah
1: all on 25 please so ground stations to the ready. (laughs) It was actually uh,
2: Summers Pond's last year that I first met Ed but I didn't recognize him between then and uh, uh, International Drone Day because we only ever spoke in the dark. So, uh, I mean, I've only actually,
1: you know, realised it since then. That's where me so. and Jack met. And that really? is that is where I met Chris Weston and saw my first ever Fossil and went, I want one of them, and then hooked up with the Fossil Lads and now I'm team pilot. Um, and Jack, I was flying a QAV uh, 250 and Johnny Banton was flying a QAV 250 as well. And I kept crashing and ripping my aerials out and antennas out. And uh, this big goliath come up to me and stole my quad and walked off. And I, I was literally like, snapped it out of your hand, didn't I? Who I is like, this? It it's got flight test written on his T-shirt. And he just walks off and I was like, what are you doing, man? And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, Took my quad apart in front of me
0: and... Borrowed Frank's glue gun and the rest is history. And that's it. And then you two are now <laughs> stuck on a show with me. <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped in here with me. I know. It's not the other way round. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, that, that was a good good uh, day for me that day, meeting you, meeting Chris Weston, meeting the fossils, seeing the... Fo- I think that was the first 250 that oh were flying God. On that day.
0: Uh, Gav says... Uh, Jack joined late not sure if it's been mentioned but Suffolk FPV races of the casual event this weekend at the, the ground near Ipswich details on the Facebook group um, so that is the Suffolk link. FPV races yeah. Facebook group busy this weekend mate I wish if I had nothing on I would come
1: um, sorry. I might come up there Sunday is it t- two days Gav can you let me know give me a um, PM Oh, man. I might go up there and have a fly Yep,
0: yeah. baldy That's what we called
1: you Can you hear the seagulls?
0: Yeah Yeah, absolutely. wow, uh, that was a... Pooping all over my car <laughs> I called them <laughs> shite hawks Chase them away with your quads Yeah, don't get on it No
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm animal friendly, you remember
0: Yeah, true Um what else was i gonna say uh i i spent a lot of my time laughing at chris weston because he crashed his quad into the mud oh yeah I remember that like was that. so funny i was just dying i took a photo of him i've got quite a lot of photos of chris
1: yeah that's weird is isn't yeah, it yeah
0: it's funny <laughs> and they're all stuck to my wall
1: so i think um i think chris and all the guys have come in to West, uh,
0: some Summers I hope so man I'm
1: looking forward to it because I like it because it's nice and relaxed it was good last year and that was my first ever event type thing I went to on my own
0: and yeah. I've never seen anyone like Johnny Banton who can really destroy a pool noodle <laughs> as much as him
1: and he's then run and get dog. his quad and be back in his seat within two seconds yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> he wears the tightest jeans I don't know how he runs I've never seen anything <laughs> like it no wonder he's got a girlfriend Summers is where it's where we met Tony, says Martinez.
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if Martinez is going to be as drunk this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Don't drink and drone.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, oh yeah. We, uh, Bradley Austin, was there as well. Hi, Bradley. I remember meeting you guys there. Um, so, Thomas is saying no pool poo, poo, poo noodles this year. Got oh, some, only Hobby we,
0: King gates that you stole. Prob, you.
1: Prob- <laughs> proper gates that we're going to smash up this time. Uh, next week on the podcast, we're going to have
2: David Vinderstall. Oh, so,
1: God. Yeah. I'm not, I'm doing this from home. Don't, don't even. you are going to be humping your bed, aren't I know. you? No, <laughs> I am <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not coming down to Brighton to do the show,
0: David. I'd like to let you know I'm Skyping you and I'm completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's wow. gonna be awful. Sorry. I am so not gonna be here. I'm not
0: that bad, honestly, but I'm like, David, how are you doing? <laughs> I like David, he's so nice, he's such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very cool. Is yeah. that a
1: tricopter in your pocket? Or are you pleased to see? There's, (laughs)
0: it is a trigon look at the Facebook photo it is Um.
2: so on that note goodbye podcast people this week's podcast city shout out goes to Oslo Norway but thank you to all our listeners please subscribe review and comment visit poweringon.co.uk and support our sponsors
0: Don't forget, this podcast is sponsored by Radio C, number one for all your drone-related needs. Pay them a visit at RadioC.co.uk and use the promo code LDO for 5% off your order and free shipping on orders over £80.
3: Telemetry lost.